What is reflective listening? Why is reflective listening and giving feedback to my team important? How can I overcome unconscious bias? Ever been using your phone when someone's trying to talk to you in person? You can probably hear the person, but you might not be really listening to them. That's because hearing and listening are pretty different things. Hearing is just perceiving sound, while listening means turning what you hear into meaningful messages. But there's often a lot of noise happening around us during the day. So figuring out what you can just hear and what you actually need to listen to can make a big difference at work. Let's see if you can spot what you need to tune into. Good listeners aren't generally born with some part of their brain specially formed to process what they hear. Many of them practice reflective listening. Reflective listening requires that you, drumroll, reflect on the words and feelings someone shares. It's the difference between nodding politely when someone tells you about their workload and actually considering what they're going through. This is crucial for managers, but it's important at all levels. Really taking in what your team members, clients, customers, and vendors are saying can help you adjust situations to make work better for everyone. Reflective listening can also help you give better feedback. When you know and understand someone's issues, it's easier to give constructive criticism and avoid hitting an emotional brick wall they've put up to guard against hurt feelings. Let's imagine Susie's Symphonia, where Susie and her team sell musical instruments to schools. It's their busy season and everyone's working hard. One day, the drum department manager, Dinesh, tells Susie he's quitting immediately. Susie's shocked. When she asks why, Dinesh says he's been telling her for weeks that he's overworked and dealing with personal issues. If Susie had been practicing reflective listening, she might have understood that Dinesh wasn't just doing some average grumbling. This would have given her a chance to adjust his workload or at least help him feel understood. Tip. Organizing opportunities to meet and talk with your team about their challenges can take some of the guesswork out of communicating. Have a check-in schedule that can also help you address potential issues before they turn into real problems. Okay, say you're not naturally driven to dive deep into what people say to you. There are some ways to make reflective listening a little more of a reflex. First, let the person you're talking to talk. Seriously, don't cut them off. It gives you a chance to listen and observe them. Plus, they won't feel like you're just waiting for your chance to get back to what you were doing. Once the person's had their say, acknowledge their emotions, but don't assume you completely understand their feelings either, in case you didn't hear them accurately. Try, you seem frustrated, or sounds like you're upset about this. Next, see if you can summarize what they've said to you. Phrases like, it sounds like, or, so you're saying, work well. Highlight what you think the key points are, too. When it comes to listening, accuracy benefits everyone. 
If there's anything you're confused about, don't pretend to have some sort of mind meld with them. Get clarification. Have the person you're talking to confirm your understanding or have them explain a point they've made in more detail. When it's clear you do get what they're saying, respond with empathy. You can say, I see why this matters to you, or I can understand why you'd feel like that. Remember, a little understanding goes a long way. Tip. Even though there are some key phrases you can use for reflective listening, it's important to tap into the empathy that comes naturally to you. People want to feel like they're talking to a real person, not the conversation bot X2000. Now, reflective listening is only one part of communicating well. You'll also want to make sure that you can give good feedback. Feedback isn't just telling people that they're doing a good job or bad job. It's how you get your team to adjust their performance so they can take on bigger challenges. Being constructive is key. Giving someone negative feedback? Ask yourself if you had defined what you expected of them before they started working. It's not cool to tell people they're failing if they didn't know what they needed to do in the first place. State expectations clearly and consistently so that when you give feedback, everyone on your team feels like it's fair. The last thing you want is for people to feel like you're judging them more harshly than their teammates. But fairness has a secret enemy, unconscious bias, and fighting this foe means knowing what you're up against. Unconscious bias is when past experiences Cultural context and social stereotypes alter our actions without us even realizing. It can lead us to make assumptions about people and affect how we act as a result. Say a hidden part of your brain assumes people in their 20s can't take tough feedback. So without thinking, you soften your feedback to younger team members only to find they don't really improve. That's unconscious bias at work. But if you're not even thinking about these biases, how can you stop them? It starts with taking a good look at the assumptions you make. Assumptions can be negative or positive. You might think people can't do something, like young employees not taking tough feedback. But you might also assume their youth makes them best for helping on social media campaigns. But both positive and negative assumptions can have bad consequences. A particular young employee might do better with tough feedback and might know nothing about social media, even if they're in a certain demographic. That's why it's best to treat people as individuals and bring up opportunities with them before assigning work. Let people do their own filtering. They may surprise you by rising to a challenge or explaining why they're not right for a certain task. Do this now. The best way to be fair with your team is to set up some systems for listening and giving feedback to them. Let's see if you've set yourself up for success. If you're participating in the course, go to the next section to access your self-assessment. Key takeaways. Number one, reflective listening lets you focus on what your team is saying so that you can give them the feedback they need. Number two, when setting expectations and giving feedback, Focus on clarity and consistency so that everyone feels they're being treated with respect. Number three, holding regular check-ins with your team gives everyone an opportunity to address concerns 
helping things stay productive.